A reading from the first letter of St. John. I am writing to you, children, because your sins have been forgiven for his namesake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have conquered the evil one. I am writing to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God remains in you and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, sensual lust, enticement for the eyes, and a pretentious life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. Yet the world and its enticement are passing away. But whoever does the will of God remains forever. Verbum Domini.
was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Ebum Domini. Did you know that the words grace and gratitude are derived from the same root word in Latin, gratia? And both words, grace and gratitude, signify a free will offering. God freely bestows his grace upon us, and we freely return to God our gift of gratitude. 
Our awareness of this exchange between creator and creature is often lost in the midst of the hustle and bustle of our daily lives. Yet it is important to take the opportunity from time to time to take stock of the multitude of graces that we have received from God and examine our response to those graces. Are we really grateful for what God has given us? Yesterday's reading from Luke's Gospel focused on the figure of the old man Simeon, to whom the Holy Spirit promised that he would see the Messiah before he died. And today, an elderly widow and prophetess, Anna, is the next in the temple to come forward and greet Mary, Joseph, and the infant Jesus. And there is only one paragraph written about her in all of scripture. Yet Luke thought it important enough to include her. We know that she was at least 84 years old, had been married to a husband for only seven years before he died, and lived as a widow for the rest of her life. She was clearly a devout woman with a gift of prophecy who spent all of her time fasting and praying in the temple. Upon seeing the Holy Family, she comes forward, gives thanks to God, and speaks about the child to the other people in the temple who had been awaiting the Messiah for years and years. In this brief paragraph about Anna, what I find the most, one of the most interesting parts is that upon seeing Jesus, she gives thanks to God. She expressed her gratitude to God. And this begs the question, for what exactly is she grateful? Although we know next to nothing about Anna, we can assume that she had very few possessions, since at that time, widows were usually very poor. They needed to be supported by the community. So as, as a widow, she would have been dependent upon the generosity of others. She lost her husband after a relatively short marriage, and it is not clear whether she had any children. It would appear, materially, materially speaking, that she had very few possessions, if any. Yet her heart was entirely fixed upon waiting for God's gift of a redeemer. She believed entirely that the Lord's word to the prophets would be fulfilled, and that God would at last send his Messiah, as he promised. When she sees the fulfillment of God's word cradled in the arms of his mother, she is grateful for this gift of God's grace. The Catechism teaches us in paragraph 1996 that grace is, quote, favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God, adoptive sons, partakers of the divine nature and of eternal life. It's essential that we understand this properly. 
The grace of God is undeserved. It's unmerited. We do nothing to receive God's grace. And God does not owe us his grace. It is not owed to us. It is rather God's free gift to us that he gives generously. In paragraph 1997, the catechism goes on. Grace is a participation in the life of God. It introduces us into the intimacy of Trinitarian life. By baptism, the Christian participates in the grace of Christ, the head of his body. So God freely gives us a participation in his own divine life by means of grace. We do not earn it, nor do we deserve it. In giving us this gift of grace, God is giving us something that belongs to him without losing anything himself. Now, absolutely speaking, God does not need anything from us in return. You know, even if we do show our gratitude, it's not that he needs our gratitude or that he's emotionally dependent upon our gratitude. You know, God needs nothing from us. You know, he is necessary being. We are contingent being. We need from him. However, when we receive a gift, we are ordinarily moved to give something back in return to show our gratitude even if the giver does not expect something in return. That's just a natural response from us. The grace, the grazia, that we receive from God should naturally elicit a response of gratitude. Again, the same word, grazia, from us. In a sense, that's the grace that we give back to God. God graces us, we grace him back with our gratitude. You know, if a rich person came up to us and handed us a million dollars, no strings attached, without expecting anything in return, the normal response, you know, once you came back from passing out, would be to give gratitude to that person for such a great gift. Well, God gives us something on a regular basis that has infinitely more value than a million dollars. He gives us his sanctifying grace, a participation in his own divine life, and how easy it is for us to forget this basic fact. So this is a lesson that we can learn from the widow Anna in the temple. She is a faithful daughter of Israel, awaiting the coming of the Messiah for years. She has very few possessions to her name, And yet, she is most grateful to the Lord for the gifts that she has received, most especially for the gift of a Redeemer. And as we prepare to enter into the liturgy of the Eucharist, you know, the word Eucharist is derived from the Greek word for giving thanks, we renew in ourselves a sense of deep gratitude for the Son of God's coming among us as a man in order to freely offer his life for the forgiveness of our sins.
and to bring us to life everlasting.